This is the Mercy Talk podcast. Mercy Talk is brought to you by Mercy Multiplied. We exist to encourage, equip, and empower both men and women with the same biblically-based principles we've seen work for over 35 years in our residential homes. If you want to find out more, head on over to mercymultiplied.com. We are so pumped to have you guys back with us for our Treatment or Transformation series. And this is the the last month we're doing this, but also the second month. And so we are going to be diving into a new story today. And I think Mel is going to share this one with us. Yes, I got this one. So this is the story of um, Brienne. And basically, if if you're just joining us and you're like, what is this treatment or transformation series that you speak of? (laughs) I don't know anything about this. Uh, This is a little series that we're kind of doing based on, or kind of doing, we are doing it. We're in it. Yeah, we're doing it. Um, Based on Nancy Alcorn, our founder and president, her latest book called Treatment or Transformation. And there's just a lot of, there's some really powerful stories in this book. Um, But also at the end of each of these chapters, Nancy kind of breaks out some principles that are, you know, actually helpful for people. It's not just like read a bunch of stories and be inspired. Yay. Yeah. It's like what affected this girl's story in her life and what led to so much of the healing that she experienced that is applicable for all people, principles yeah. that really can help all people. So we just thought, you know, let's share some of these stories because they're inspirational and, you know, they really just, I think, give people a lot of hope. Um, and and if, if you're not struggling or don't know someone who's struggling, I think it just really increases your faith about what God can do and what's possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but then let's also talk about like the the helpful things that can really benefit all people in their journey wherever they are. So that's kind of what we're doing. Yeah. So today, Brienne. So just to... I mean, y'all were literally recapping an entire chapter in like a few sentences here. But the the basics of Brienne's story is that she uh, grew up in a Christian home. She had, you know, great parents. Um, she had three brothers. And when she was 12 years old, her parents uh, decided that they, um, I, I don't know if we have all the reasonings behind it, but they moved. They moved their family to a really small town. And Brienne was hit pretty quickly and and hit pretty hard with anxiety and depression. I mean, I can just imagine moving at 12 years old alone. Like just that fact alone is really stressful, but, um, we don't have a lot of the details in the book about what led to that, but that was something that was hit hard. She was hit hard with, and she really had a lot of fear about attending public school so much to the point that her parents decided that homeschooling was going to be the best option for her. Um, and so she, you know, there, uh, I think, as that can be sometimes isolating when brothers are in public school and she's the only one being homeschooled. But basically like she began to gain um, weight and and the anxiety just kept increasing to the point where she could barely even leave her parents when they were in public. Um, Depression start to set in. I mean, she was just unhealthy physically, spiritually. And because of all of those things, she started to fall behind in her schoolwork and basically came to the decision on her her own decision that she needed to be punished for all of this and that all of these issues that she's struggling with is her fault. And um, so she began cutting, self-harming. Um, the, the darkness, the loneliness, it just only continued to increase uh, to the point where she started to consider suicide um, more seriously than ever. And what she did was she created an anonymous email account so that she could ask her youth pastor's wife for advice. Um, 
eventually, I don't know how, but the youth pastor realized, oh, this is Brianne. Like, I know exactly who this is. <laughs> Contacting me right now. Uh, so anyway, her that got communicated and her parents ended up taking her to a doctor who put her on medication. Uh, meanwhile, the youth pastor's wife at that point encouraged Brianne to get her GED, attend a community college for the summer and enroll in, in a Bible college. And that was good for Brianne. Um, it gave her kind of just this sense of like, okay, I have a future. I have something to live for here. I've got some level of purpose. Um, and when she enrolled in school, she really started to gain some confidence and made some good friendships. But as we always say, the issues that are buried inside of us mm-hmm. will find a way out. And if we don't deal yeah. with those things, they will, I think Nancy Alcorn, the famous line is, if they don't, if you don't deal with them, they'll deal with you. So yeah. um, that happened. So because uh, so many of those root issues were not dealt with, um, that sense of isolation and the self-harming and all of that returned her sophomore year of college. Uh, she started seeing a counselor. Um in the story, we, we learned that at one point she shared this traumatic experience from her childhood with the counselor, and the counselor just kind of was like, okay, so what? Shrugged his shoulders, you know. Which, really, for Brianne, all it did was just validate this fear of, like, or, or her fear of self-hatred, her mm-hmm. worthlessness, like, you know, my story doesn't matter, my issues don't matter. So nothing improved. Um, the self-harm eventually led to a couple of hospitalizations during uh, her junior year of college. And so, you know, it just was kind of going from bad to worse. But she had heard about Mercy, and, and the idea of applying to the program had occurred to her, but she just kind of talked herself out of it every time. And um, eventually, though, it just kind of got to that point, and she mentioned Mercy to her friends, and her friends were like, uh, yeah, that sounds great. You, <laughs> you should, should do that You thing. should consider yes. that thing. It sounds yes. like yeah. a perfect idea. So um, obviously, as as we've seen many times with young women who come into our program, there's anxiety about missing out. Like, I'm sorry, you want to take three, four, five, six months? Not three. No one's... Yeah, I was I'm like, sorry. three, three six, months. <laughs> six, seven, eight, nine yeah. months out of yeah. my life. Yeah. Like, yeah, how could I do that? Yeah. I'm going to get behind on school. I'm going to be... Blah, blah, you know, and I mean, oh, of yeah. course, our response to that is like, we've seen the other side of that. Mm-hmm. Trust me, yeah. this is nothing. Yeah. This is your life, you know. But anyway, yeah, that's a whole other side conversation. But she was anxious, obviously, about missing a semester of school and all of that. But anyway, she applied. She was accepted into our St. Louis home and, you know, on as far as her time at Mercy goes, uh, on the outside, she kind of appeared to be like the model resident. She followed all the rules. She mm-hmm. was super compliant. And um, but at her 60 day evaluation, her counselor shared with her that they were not at all convinced that she actually really wanted to be there. And and those words really kind of sunk deep in her heart. She just realized that inwardly like even outwardly she was doing all the things going through all the motions following all the rules but that inwardly she really had been resistant and clearly she wasn't hiding that as well as she thought she was so um you know she was struggling she felt like god had rejected her um she struggled with um even just frustration and rage when other people talked about the freedom they experienced or that they were experiencing she's like ah you know and just so much just inward um just pain and frustration and anger. Um, and so, you know, she dove in and she, you know, did all, she worked the program. She did the counseling and all, as all of those things continued, you know, lies were exposed. They were replaced with truth. She was able to 
you know, specifically replace those lies that she was worthless because that was just such a prevailing lie and thought throughout pretty much all of her life. Um, and she was able to replace that lie just with the truth of God's word and what God's word says about her. And so eventually she graduated from mercy. She did return back to Bible college. She took summer classes and she was actually able to graduate with her class. So all that fear of like, what's going to happen if I get behind, she was able to completely catch up. Um, and then she went on to attain her master's in clinical mental health counseling. And today Brianne works for a child and adolescent psychiatric residential treatment facility. You got nice. it. <laughs> yes. That's right. That's it. Could we have thought of more words? Yes. In that sentence. <laughs> well, you know, we like to we like to draw child things out. adolescent psychiatric <laughs> residential treatment facility. Um, and I love it because one of the quotes from the book from her is just, "I want to impact other people." You know, mercy impact in my world. I want to do that for other people too. You know, I just love that. And I mean, we hear that from innumerable young women. Like once you receive this thing, you're like, are you kidding me? Like, I'm going to give this to everybody I can, you know? And so I just love, love, love that that was, um, something that she shared with us, but yeah. So I, I just think it was, it's an interesting and unique story because of the fact that, um, you know, so many times, especially whenever you read stories and books or testimonies, you usually get these like, Oh, all these horrible, horrific, awful things happened to someone. There was all this right. abuse. There was all this like, ah, and, and sometimes that's not, that's not, yeah, maybe it makes it for a really good, powerful story. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also plenty of young women who've come into our program who are like, you know what? No, I, family was great. Um, they yeah. were loving. It was a pretty stable home. They, and, and still the enemy was after me and he can find his way. It doesn't have to mean through abuse and trauma, yeah. um, to, to really hurt people. So, so yeah, that was her story. I'm glad you said that because, you know, as a counselor, so many times you have families who are like, but nothing happened mm-hmm. and we almost want to disqualify you know, what that person is struggling with because we can't identify some terribly traumatic event. And at the end of the day, moving for some kids is fine. I know a lot of military kids, guys, and they're doing just fine. And they've lived 14 places in seven years, you know, but then, but moving for her was, Mm -hmm. you know, and so I think that's one thing I think if I could give a, you know, shout out to the parents would be, if your kid says something bothers them, even mm-hmm. though it wouldn't necessarily bother you, and I'm not saying this happened in any way, sure, you know, but sure. just when your kid reaches out and is like, I'm, you know, you see they're having a hard time with something. And, and I'm also speaking to myself, like mm-hmm. I, some of the things that bother Liam w- didn't bother me, yeah. you know? And so, but going, okay, this, but this is him. Mm-hmm. He is an individual mm-hmm. human. We have, a, I think podcasts on that, yeah. you know, they are people too. Yeah. And then, um, you know, but really like that's the piece because when you start to feel alone and stuff mm-hmm. is when that's when the enemy can get in. That's when, um, you know, the, that's when he can pull in the shame. Right. Yeah. So she was a, making these agreements that she was worthless, that she, you know, to the point of self-harming mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because it was a struggle to adjust, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and there's nothing, it, it, it's terrible that that happened, but there's nothing wrong with her for having a difficult time adjusting in sure. that mm-hmm. season. And then what we know is you isolate more and then it just progresses more. Yeah. I had heard about Mercy from a peer in school, and I looked at her and I was like, that is for girls who are dying. That is not for me. 
And she looked at me and she said, Brian, you're dying. So I applied. I was nervous because I did not want to leave school. It definitely was worth it because you have to work on yourself. You have to allow the Lord to work on you emotionally and spiritually, and those are entwined. I was able to go back and graduate on time, which was a God thing. That was His redemption right there, was to say, you know what, you obeyed, you did what I asked you to do, and so I'm going to bless you and I'm going to take care of this for you. And so I was able to graduate on time. It wasn't even an issue, but I was able to graduate in a healthier place. I think just buckle up, hold on, you're in for a ride, because it's been a ride. I think just it gets better. Um, don't quit. Don't give up. Don't give in. And um, if you choose to allow the Lord to work in you and through you and beside you, then He's going to lead you and He's going to guide you and He's going to bless you. I love too that she talks about in the story a lot about getting to the the root of the pain, but also talking about walking through that process of feeling numb mm-hmm. and then getting to a place of, of feeling again. And mm-hmm. we say this all the time at Mercy about, you know, getting to the root of the issue and actually starting there and not just looking at the symptoms. And that's so easy to do to just start there and think like, oh, if I start with the symptoms or start just like with this, this is going to address the main problem. But really looking at, you know, like let's get to the deep level of what is going on. And I don't know, that just stuck out in her story to me and how she was able to get to a place of feeling again. Mm-hmm. Cause that's so easy too. Once you've experienced this pain and that numbing sense to just think that like, to just coast and think, well, this is my life and it's never going to change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. accept that. So. Well, and it's, it's interesting just thinking about with her story, getting to the root of her issues because that's what I mean that's what the whole tree analogy is about that we talk about all the time people could have looked at her situation and been like man we need to really get that girl to stop self-harming like she Mm -hmm. needs to stop doing that yeah and it's not helpful yeah um and I don't know you know if that maybe that did happen some of the other people that she met with or doctors or you know just like I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some things so that you stop doing this behavior and and the whole point of the tree analogy that we talk about is that there's there's something under it. Mm-hmm. There's not a re- like there's a reason that's way deeper than just like she decided to just start self harming randomly one day. Yeah. It just was a weird thing. Yeah. So now we just need to get her to stop doing it now. Yeah. <laughs> and and maybe like you were saying, Brooke, like the root of it was well, okay. So they they moved. And we're not saying that's what it was. There's probably no, other yeah. things that we don't know oh, about her story. Well, of but course. Let, yeah. But let's just say that that's that. Let's just hypothetically. Yeah. Um, I don't know all of her stories, the details of her story, but let's just say there was some real, like the enemy really took that opportunity to just mm-hmm. mess with her a lot, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And so it's like, well, okay, it doesn't matter that maybe the root of her story was that her family moved. And the root of somebody else's story was that they were trafficked. Like, right. it doesn't matter the extreme nature that right. someone else might judge what happened. Yeah. It's no, like, what did the enemy use that situation to mm-hmm. do? Yeah. And what did you come in line with him on? Yes. Ooh, that's good. Yes. Because there are people who have also been trafficked that come out of the other side of that, of, of not making agreements with the enemy. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, it doesn't happen often. Or at least I have not, you know, mm-hmm. experienced or worked with people that have. But it is, what did you come in line with? Yeah. Okay, 
I must be. You know, my parents, and I'm just picking on something she said. We're just using this story at this point as yeah. theoretical, right? Because yes. um, I, I don't want to. I know we're not that's putting her this, story. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I'm and I'm just basing this off other people I've you know worked with and people I've counseled. I mean, there's been small things, just as you know, um, I've had one client that just saw her mom with another man, and that literally informed all of the mistrust just mm-hmm. saw them together, mm-hmm. not inappropriately, but just saw them together. And in her four-year-old mind mm-hmm. knew, wow. right. Mm-hmm. The, the, that's not my dad and she's right. And yeah. this just informed everything. And so the enemy, Oh, men must not be trustworthy. Right. And it just cycles and goes. Yeah. And you know, when you're, when you're not able to identify that as a kid, I don't know why I feel this way. Yeah. Yep. Right. But think about it. So the parents that were trying to be helpful with, taking her out of school but what she probably heard is they're like okay hey kid if that's too stressful then we'll do this we'll mm-hmm. support you we'll love you yeah. and what the enemy said was see you're not even your parents don't know what to do with you they've mm-hmm. got to pull you away from everyone mm-hmm. nobody mm-hmm. else wants to be with you mm-hmm. i guarantee you that's what he, he's not smart guys mm-hmm. he's very mm-hmm. intentional yeah. <laughs> but he's yeah. not overly creative with what he comes yeah. up with yeah. and so i guarantee you know it's like that kind of thing that happens yeah. and he will take mm-hmm. what what you know, maybe someone could look at it and go like, "What? Like that's not that that huge of a thing." Right. He can just take that. Th- I'm I'm literally thinking back because you're talking about it as as a child. Yeah, I can think of literally moments as an adult where I found myself. I mean, I've goodness, I've shared about this some last year on our podcast when we were talking about anger at God and things like that. I'm like, we experienced a loss last year. That's a very common loss. Like we miscarried. I mean, that's, I'm not trying to downplay it. It Mm -hmm. was very painful and it's very painful for anybody who's walked through it, but what the enemy was able to do and take that situation and what Mm -hmm. he was, what he attempted to do. And I, and I eventually recognized it as like, Oh my word, the enemy is straight up trying to take me out with this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because the thoughts that I'm having, the things that I'm saying, and the things that I'm feeling are out of proportion to what happened. Like That's I could right. recognize that as an adult. You can't recognize that as a kid. Right. But I could recognize as an adult, like, holy cow, I'm like doubting my entire faith over this. Like, right. I mean, yeah. what, how did this get from this to right. like, what? And so I just think it's so helpful for everyone to recognize it. It doesn't matter. Don't downplay like, well, but this is all that happened to me. So this doesn't make any mm-hmm. sense. It must mean something's wrong with me. Yeah. I got issues. Like, no, like the enemy will take whatever he can and he will try to explode it and blow it up and, and really take you out with it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that's what happened. You yeah. don't have to justify your hurt. Yeah. You really don't. That's At good. the end of the day, that's maybe good. what my mom said to me should not have wrecked my life but it did the thing is what are you going to do about it yeah now that i realize that what mom or dad or sister brother said did whatever what am i going to do with it now but a lot of times especially now with social media and we've talked about this you know people's trauma becomes their identity Mm -hmm. and so you feel this need to like oh well that horrible thing happened to me too because we have to justify feeling sad or having a tough time or struggling with certain behaviors and you don't you don't have to justify your hurt or why it hurts you or what hurts you Um, but what are you going to do with that and I think too knowing that at the end of the day the enemy's goal is to get you to question how good God is Mm -hmm. and does he actually care about me right that's the thing so you know that's what when she really started getting, you know, into the program and frankly getting, she thought she was following the rules, but at the end of the day, there was an anger there because Mm -hmm. she didn't, she felt abandoned Mm -hmm. by God. She felt alone and isolated and he has not come to drag me out of this. Right. And so I think that, you know, the shift was, she began to understand that 
that the Lord was for her, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And that she could trust him and yeah. that she could bring all, because that's the thing when you feel disgusting, mm-hmm. when you feel like garbage, you know, you've got to take that somewhere or you're just going to keep it in or yeah. self-harm to get it out in some yeah. ways, right? In unhealthy ways. And so, you know, when she was able to, to trust him with her kind of what she felt was junk Mm -hmm. then you know that's when healing can begin yeah yeah that's really good yeah and it's so easy to get lost in the why like why did this happen why did god allow this to happen and it goes brooke you said this so many times and i think this is where i'm finding more and more my like the centerpiece for my faith needs to reside and where do i say that you know God is in his character. Do I say that he's good? And if I, if that means that he's good, I'm not just referring to like, you know, God is good all the time and all the time. I mean, it's not like my coffee mug slogan, you know, or right. just what I'm echoing in church. I'm actually referring to his very nature. Yeah. Like I'm saying that his heart for me is not out to get me, you know, it's not, to, right. you know, blow me over. And so I think coming, not only coming into agreement with that, but, but looking and seeing how, he is working that out even in the moment if it doesn't feel like it that has been just monumental for me and um to also acknowledge too that god didn't abandon me in those moments but he actually came to redeem and restore yeah um that's just been huge and so you see that in brian's story and that's just a testimony to his faithfulness Mm -hmm. when you Mm -hmm. see her life and i mean people get so easily hung up and caught up Mm -hmm. in the wise and the wise. I don't know if that made sense. What, what the, way? The wise. <laughs> we got you. The wise. The wise. Um, and I don't know, like, I think that it can often go back to just the mere fact that, like, you either made a choice or someone else made a choice mm-hmm. that led you into a place of pain, or you live in a jacked up, up world. world and yeah. that is like the last thing that anybody wants to yeah. hear because that is not usually a good enough reason right. like it's like god i need you yeah. to explain to me yeah. why this yes. has happened yeah. and sometimes we don't get the answers yeah. and i know like how much of a journey that was for me to where i i remember actually saying to the lord like i I'm going to be okay once I can understand this. And it was just so like, I knew even as I said it, like this is such a joke, (laughs) but I'm like, I think the only way I'm going to ever be okay is when I can actually get it and understand it. And, and the thing is, is that when you can pursue the Lord and hear from the Lord and receive from the Lord Mm. and, when you know how to do that and you lean in, because that's what I kept hearing from the Lord for so long was like, you just got to keep showing up and you got to keep leaning yeah. in. You got to keep yep. Eventually what happens is that he reveals himself to a degree yeah. to where the why isn't needed anymore. Yeah. I did actually get to a point where I was like, oh, I don't actually have to know the why yeah. anymore. Yeah. And, and I'm still okay. And I still trust yeah. you. And I still know you're yeah. still know you're good. I didn't think it was going to be possible to get there without the why answered. But it it is whenever you encounter him in that way. And so, you know, if if you're kind of in that boat of like, I don't understand why this is happening to me, why I'm struggling with this, why I'm in this much pain, why, Mm -hmm. why, why, why. I don't know what else to encourage you with more than just to say, like, you got to lean in and pursue him. And, and run to him in the middle of that, even if you're so angry, even at like, you got to just like you, that is the place where he can reveal, he may not reveal all the answers mm-hmm. to you, but when he reveals himself to you in the middle of it, um, 
you will have what you need. Yeah. Like you'll yeah. receive what you need. And I think Brienne got that. I don't know that Brienne got all the answers to the wise when yeah. she was at mercy, yeah. <laughs> but she encountered him yeah. and right. was healed. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you can, you know, when people come, you know, into counseling a lot of times and, and I'm too, I need to understand, I need strategy. Like what's the plan? What did we do? Where are we going? Uh-huh. Like all the things, you know, and then you have the people who avoid it completely and they're like, no, we're good. We never have to talk about this again, uh-huh. you know? Um, but for the people who do, I'm like, so, okay. So you figure out why all of this happened and then what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And then yeah. they just look at me. I'm like, no, no, for real. What happened? Then what happens? Yeah. Well, then I'll know. Right. And so do you feel better Uh at the end of that? No, no, Uh you don't. Like, that's the thing. But if you actually process it with the Lord, like you said, who cares if you're angry or whatever it is, when you deal with it with him, it then will actually make sense. You will actually get somewhere. You know, we think that Mm -hmm. that knowledge or seeing some big picture is going to matter. But at the end of the Mm day. The big picture is that God is good and he loves you and he's going to, he's going to take you through it. We just got to keep showing up. And it really is a supernatural thing that happens in your heart when you're just like, I'm at peace with this. And that's how you learn to trust him. Yeah. If you don't give him a chance to prove himself, if him proving himself is making you feel comfortable all the time, and Mm -hmm. I'm just, that's a super general statement that I'm speaking to myself, you know what I mean? Then that's not going to work. But trusting him, like you have a level of trust for him now because he showed up in the midst of that pain. Mm And, you know, and took you to a higher level, Mm -hmm. you know, that's it. You got to give him a chance to prove himself. Yeah. 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 So there's a, um, gosh, there's an illustration in this sermon. You guys probably heard this before where they're talking about, like, I've heard people say when I get to heaven, like, I'm going to ask God why, like, he's going to give me the why, like one day I'll know when I get to heaven. And then I heard a pastor say not too long ago, well, when you get to heaven, actually, when you see him, you probably won't need to know anymore. Yeah. And that's. Not something that I would want to hear in the moment, I don't think, but I think in retrospect, looking back, like you said, once you've, in the middle of walking that that road and, and going through that trial yourself, you're like, yeah, I because I've had the thing that satisfies more than that answer mm-hmm. of why, and that's you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's, and look, we all do it. Let me just oh, caveat yeah. this. Oh, yeah. We all do it. The thing is, don't get stuck there. Yeah. yeah. That's of good. course. That's like, good. that's, like, yeah. Pro- yes. Have the process. Nobody's asking you to do it perfectly. Yes. If you want to see somebody process oh, it, terribly, it took me come a find me next to get Thursday. There. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. it's fine. You know, yeah. but that's, that's the piece is, is yeah. just not getting stuck there. There's not magic in now all of a sudden understanding. Yes. The universe. Yes. It's, That's good. Yeah. That's good. Good, good. Oh, man. All right. Well, man, I feel like these go fast. Like all of a sudden, like our time is up. Um, but that was Brianne's story. We hope that you were, you know, encouraged that maybe if there was any, even just kind of a, what we talked about on the back in here that connected with you, that that encouraged you. And, um, you know, if that is a place where you are, if you find yourself kind of in that, like, just hopeless, dark, painful place, then we, we really do. We encourage you. There's not a science. I I wish there was, I I certainly wish that I had a 10 step plan that I could have followed and there wasn't, uh, for me, it was just the Lord saying, I need you to keep showing up. I need you to keep showing up. I'm like, what's the plan when I show up? What do I do? You know? No, I just got real. I just got super honest and I got angry and I asked him stuff and I gave him space to answer 
And over the course of time, there was a real healing that happened that unfortunately I couldn't write down in a process even now if I could, if I wanted to, you know, it wasn't a process. It was the Lord, um, really revealing himself to me as I leaned in. So I just encourage you with that if that's where you are today, but, um, we're going to continue this series on next week with a new story and some new little tidbits along the way as well. So we hope that you will join us then. We're so glad you joined us today. We'd love for you to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. You can also find previous episodes there. Mercy Multiplied is a nonprofit organization completely funded by our donors. We're incredibly grateful and couldn't do what we do without them. If you want to find out more how you can partner with us financially, head over to mercymultiplied.com.